Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Sophie Wellington with special guest guitarist Dan Bowie. We recorded this last week over Skype, and I recorded my musical parts afterwards. Before we get started, I want to remind all the old-time banjo players, uh, I guess including my son, who's currently playing one of my banjos. Uh, I want to remind all the old-time banjo players listening that I'm teaching two Clawhammer workshops with the Old Town School of Folk Music, one on February 21st, that's this Sunday, called Anticipated Notes and Ghost Strokes, and one on the following Sunday called Slides from Every Angle. I haven't taught workshops on these topics before, which is weird because I have a lot to say about them. So I'm excited. Hope to see some of you there. Sign up now. I put some links in the show notes for this episode. Oh, and one more one more thing. I decided to make this a full video episode for Get Up in the Cool supporters on Patreon because that is the sort of lowest uh, reward tier. And I haven't been able to do a full video episode in a while because they're hard to do and they're especially hard to do for remote episodes. But the vibe of this interview was just so effortless and I had to cut so very little out that I just thought it, it would be a perfect candidate for that. I haven't done it in a while. So if you're a Patreon supporter, go ahead and listen there or and watch there on uh, Patreon. You'll find a little YouTube link there um, that is hidden from the rest of the world. And uh, if you want to watch this along with Patreon subscribers, go ahead and sign up at patreon.com slash cool. There's a link in the show notes. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Sophie Wellington. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy.
Sophie yes. Wellington, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Thanks for having me and Dan. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> welcome back. Hey, Darren's good. Good to be back. This is the uh, second time I've gotten to be involved with this and stoked to be here. This is yeah. fun in this digital online format. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that tune. Thanks for playing that tune. Me too. I think it's one of the first ones. Yeah, it was on the first episode that I ever recorded of, of Get Up in the Cool. Like, oh, sweet. Five years ago at this point. Yeah. And it has a special place in my heart. Oh, I really love that tune, too. I learned that from my friend Zach Meyer. Um, uh, it's a nice Gusty Wallace tune. Yeah, we uh, we just recorded that in the fall with this band. We, like a pickup coronavirus pickup band yeah called <laughs> the false positives <laughs> oh yeah. very good thanks yeah it's uh yeah so we it's been nice to live in an area where people like to play music and like to do so in a safe way too so i love that tune that must be pretty challenging to like coordinate a pandemic band and also to just to have a huge house full of musicians and to like negotiate rules with everyone. Yeah. I'm not asking you to throw anyone under the bus or anything, (laughs) but just inherently must be hard. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely had to cross a lot of, I mean, I don't know. What do you say? Yeah, it's hard, but life is really hard right now. We over communicate a lot. That's so <laughs> that's actually working the best. Like, I mean, masks are really important. Testing is really important. Over communication is pretty, pretty important. Also. Yeah. So, yeah, making it work. Yeah. Tell me more about the, the false positives. Who, who else is playing in it? Is it all yeah. old time string band music or? Yeah, so far, so far, we released a like a small EP. And it's, it's kind of funny, because I feel like I'm in a band with like a lot of them already. So it's uh, Zach Meyer on mandolin, Dan on, did you play guitar? I played guitar and bass, yeah. <laughs> guitar and bass? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and Mike plays bass. He played bass and he played drums on one on song. On one song. <laughs> oh, Mike, Mike Harmon and Zach Meyer of Grain Thief. Uh, and then Rachel Rachel Rosenberg and I play fiddle on it. And I think that that's it. I think it's like the five piece. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it's, uh, we, we all kind of became friends through this old time jam that Zach and I used to run. But then COVID happened. And then, uh, yeah, we... It, uh, we just ended up playing so much together that it felt natural to. It just turned into a band. Basically, yeah, That's and then great. and then it turned into another band. So it's like it's like recycling, recycling <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love um, tricking people into rehearsal. That's oh. awesome. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! You mean you mean like, hey, we should jam sometime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so it's been really nice to know those folks, and they've taught me so many tunes. I several on this list that um, that we're gonna play some off tonight have have been from them. So yeah, I'm I'm so happy I moved to Boston. Where did you move from? 
I moved from Stanton, Virginia. I grew up with music, uh, like in a musical household. My dad is a, a folk musician. He's like a children's folk musician and storyteller. So he uh, he has this thing called Radio Woof, and it's um, his artist name. But the format is like a radio show, a variety yeah. show, and. Um, yeah, so that's Bill Wellington. And then my mom is a concert pianist. She like oh, great. has performance degrees from Juilliard and Eastman. And so she like wow. went that route and then my dad went that route. And then I Yeah, do they like this <laughs> do they have compatible music tastes? Totally. Yeah, they met at a party at Sam and Joe Herman's house in Paw, Paw okay. West Virginia. So they've uh they kind of uh, both found the music and then they, um, yeah. And I, and I'm really grateful to be able to play with both of them in that respect. So really lucked out. Yeah. yeah what? Yeah. So, I mean, does mom play all time music as well as being a concert pianist, but I mean, you know, for fun? Yeah. I, we, we play for fun often. The thing is like, she, she's, uh, she spends most of her time like practicing and teaching. She just teach. She teaches at uh at Mary Baldwin University in Stanton, and um, she also runs this thing normally. I think it's happening this year too, called the Vir- Virginia Baroque Performance Academy. So she has. We have a harpsichord in our house. And, like she's, oh wow, yeah, she's like she, a keyboardist. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Um, keyboarder, keyboarder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty intense but yeah we play we play fiddle together and um it's really fun because we both went through such an obsession I mean her obviously far further than I but we're both really obsessed with music theory and um her from a like a classical standpoint and me from more of a jazz standpoint um and it's fun to like both come together in old time which is like Seemingly simple, but really, really yeah. interesting to nerd out about and yeah. like actually try and make sense of together. So I really value that we can do that together and sh- and come and bring kind of different things to the table in that way. Was there was there ever a point where you considered um, not playing music? <laughs> Because both of your parents did and took it so seriously? No. I mean, I <laughs> I definitely went through a phase of, like, um, feeling... Oh, I felt like I was copying them for a while. And yeah. that was hard to break out of. Yeah, um, what did you do about that? I moved away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an only child too, so I feel like that's like part you of gotta, it is that you gotta I, move away. <laughs> I mean and and I did it for I guess what, what I moved away for was I was studying jazz singing and improvisation at Berkeley and so like at Berkeley College of Music. Um so that's what brought me to Boston initially. And so I felt like I was doing something different enough to where like I could call that my own thing. But Ultimately, I would say that it's a gift. <clears throat> it's a gift to have musical parents as a musician because, I mean, they're really supportive. I never had to run into problems of them, you know, thinking it was a good idea or like thinking sure, I could do sure. it. And also, like, 
they're very helpful in navigating the musical world professionally and yeah. musically um, and it emotionally. It takes a lot of like yeah. imagination to imagine like a musical career and having some some people that have already done different versions of it. Yeah, that's got to be really helpful. Yeah, but they make it look really easy, and it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy, but it's, I feel like you know. It'll get easier when I can actually do stuff. <laughs> this is this is a nice Boy, thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, did they did they make you practice? Were you made to learn an instrument or was that just something you asked to do or assumed that you would get to do? I um did take piano lessons that I enjoyed, but I um I ha I came to music naturally and I sang for like forever when I was a really little kid. There are like videos of me in the bathtub like singing and harmonizing with my kid when I'm or when with my kid with my with your kid. <laughs> yeah, when, when I'm 2 years old with my kid with yeah. with my parents like when I'm uh really young and that uh I think that made it really hard for me to practice because I was like I'm not getting it. I'm over mm. it. I'm over it. Because singing just came very naturally to you. And then yeah. when you were asked to, yeah. to do it on the piano, it was like, this isn't, this isn't the same. This is work. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. I think uh, also like even a lot of con harmonic concepts on the piano were just, they just made sense to my brain because I was hearing them all the time at home. And like, I was like, oh, that that's why I do that. So like inversions, I never had a problem with, but then like. I don't know, technique was hard and I didn't want to do it. And my mom technique also, is hard. well, also like, I it's agree. right. I, I still hard. Like it's yeah. st I'm still like, Argh. but I think it was mainly the thing that was difficult as a young kid for me was playing the piano was that my mom is like a monster pianist. And I was just like, I didn't want to be taught by her because she was so good that I didn't feel like yeah. she could understand where I was coming from. But also I was just like, I don't know. It It's like your classic kid mom, like don't like teacher relationship. It's not perfect. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. W was she your teacher? Like your official teacher? Briefly. Yeah. Very briefly. And then we swapped out of that. Yeah, thing. cool. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she she was really encouraging in pra me practicing, but I think I just had my own things to get over before I could really be very receptive to her very keen ability to teach someone how to play the piano. Like that's yeah. it's not to say that she couldn't do it. It's that I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, well, I mean, it's like going to a therapist. You want like a neutral party, you know, like yeah. to give you input. Yeah, <laughs> and to teach exactly. You how to do things or how to be. Uh, I know. This is all great. I'm I'm compiling data for my own uh, oh. musical household uh, so that I, I don't um, give my kids. I mean, they will get some kind of complex around it. That's unavoidable. But um, I love my complex. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, I I wouldn't trade my, like, complex around, like, music for anything because I feel like it still has taught me, like, how to practice as an adult. Even though it was really hard as a kid, like, 
as I grew into being a person who wasn't as angsty and like enjoyed practicing some, some, most of the time now, um, like I really value having that. I just wish that I could go back and be like, teach me your ways, mom, teach me everything, you know, and cause I'm, I, I missed out on that. She's, she's amazing. Uh, I love my complex. I love my complex. I love my complex. That's a great, <laughs> that's a powerful sentiment. <laughs> that, that's right now the top contender for the uh, parenthetical title. So I love yeah. my complex. Seriously? So yeah, Go we'll for see. It. I permission granted. It's the one to be. Maybe that'll be my solo, my next solo record. I love Sophie my Wellington. Complex. I love my, my complex. complex. I love my complex. <laughs> the best. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. What a g- great thing to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and to me, and I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, totally. Play some yeah. other tune. What are we okay. going to play next? We're going to play a tune I learned from Bach, Bowie, Dan's brother, while he I know was, him. Yeah. <laughs> I know no him. stranger to the show. <laughs> no. Yeah, I like his episode a lot. <laughs> I listened to it recently. Um, we're going to play... A tune called Mary and Reese's Cumberland Gap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've been hanging out with Bach a bunch over the holidays because he's in New York and has access to really fastidious, wonderful testing stuff. And so it's easy to be safe together. (laughs) Great. And, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I'm obsessed with this tune. Okay, Dan. Thank you. 
Oh. That's so, such a Bach tune. It's such a Bach tune. <laughs> such a Bach tune. I freaking know. He's so the pretty G tunes. The pretty t- G tunes with a weird <laughs> amount of beats. Yeah, yeah. literally, I, almost all the ones I know like that I know from him. Seriously, <laughs> like, and even the ones I learned from other people, I'm like, where'd you learn that? And they're like, Bach. <laughs> Bach. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, peas in the pot, Bach. Yeah, it's <laughs> another one of those. <laughs> yeah, we played. I wish I remembered that. Gotta, gotta learn it again. <laughs> yeah, when did you start learning fiddle, Sophie? I. The beginning is fuzzy because I would like pick it up and I'd put it down very quickly thereafter because I had a hard time bearing the sound of learning the fiddle. Yeah. So, and it's also, not, it's not a good sound. Yeah. I, I also had a fiddle at home cause my dad plays fiddle. So like, it wasn't like I was taking lessons or in a program or anything. Yeah. It was just like, it was around. So I like would pick it up and be like, dad, show me a couple things. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm done with this for now. And then like, maybe like a week later, sometimes a month. Like, so I guess I started doing that when I was like 15, but then I didn't really feel confident on the fiddle until probably I was... Like, maybe 17. Hmm. And even then, like, it's, um, it's like, I was in such a different place with it. I feel like at that time, I was singing so much more than I have been just within the pandemic stuff. Because, like, I am not in school right now. And so I don't have to sing. (laughs) So I don't sing all the time. But, um, yeah, I feel like my priorities shifted a lot the more I fell in love with it because it kind of unlocked my love for the music that I had for a long time. I was really into contra dancing and like, I, uh, I don't know. I, I just really loved like, like the tune, like in a meta sense, like, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I probably got the most comfortable with it. Maybe when I was like at Warren Wilson College, I went there for a year before, um, for one year, and then I took some time, and then I went to Berkeley. So I was in their like old time ensemble, sure. and that's yeah. I think when I started really falling in love with it. It was like around then. So I guess that's like 2015. Was yeah? Was the old time ensemble like an extracurricular activity for you since you're mainly there for vocal jazz stuff? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, well, I guess when I was at Warren Wilson, I wasn't really there for anything. I did do a lot of jazz stuff, but I wasn't declared. I didn't stick around for a long time, so I was just kind of like, they have a contra dance on campus, and I was so obsessed with that that I was just like, that's where I want to go to school. So I went there, and then I was like, <laughs> I their jazz program is not going to last four years for me. Mm-hmm. So then... Yeah. I, but I think I was also afraid of, like, maybe this ties back into what you were saying about breaking away from the idea of being a musician. Like, I wanted to go to a liberal arts school before committing to a music co-profession. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, but then I went there and I was like, all I want to do is play music. Why am I here? And nobody else wants mm. to. I'm going to leave. So... That made it mm. easy. Um, but I, I, yeah, so I guess 
Um, I did have a really amazing jazz professor there, uh, Warren Goggin, who's, I don't think he's there anymore. I think he, he retired at the end of my first year. And I think that was another reason why I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to find where the jazz is at. Like, <laughs> this is not going to be somewhere I can be for a long time. So, uh, yeah. I really appreciate that, like, I don't know, a little story about, like, kind of testing yourself, just sort of assuming that you're not going to do music and, like, seeing how long you'll be able to put up with it. I had, yeah. a, like, a similar kind of moment in high school because I was planning on, like, joining this, like, n my junior year, like, this, like, nursing program that would have, like, put me on a fast track to do nursing, which it would have been absolutely awful at <laughs> i'm so glad that i didn't do it um but when i was like signing up for classes in in high school uh it was time to like sign up for that program and it was just like at the same time as all of my ensembles and i was just like i guess i'm not doing it i'm doing these extracurricular things instead and yeah it was just sort of a moment for me where i was like oh uh i'm not gonna make any money <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. this is it right here this is yeah. the decision <laughs> yeah I'm I'm uh that's really hard to accept <laughs> but it's true it's kind of um I think it's really important to have those experiences too um and like it's nice cause when those things happen it makes you it makes me feel like I can lean into the deeper meaning of my life like I can believe in myself a little more because it's not just me driving the car. It's like, yeah. I, it makes sense to do this thing. It's the yeah. easier path, you know? Yeah. I appreciate, I pre, I, and I just want to do the easier thing. I don't let, like, part of me is like, don't say that, but it is like the mix, the way that makes the most sense. It might not be easy for other people, but like, the right thing to do yeah people don't talk about um you know uh happiness as being a thing that makes things easier to do yeah but totally. it is it's easier to do things when you're happy about them mm. or at least yeah. not depressed about them <laughs> yeah 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 so why not like promote that in um in the more concrete aspects of your life i feel like we're yeah. also like pressured to like not enjoy the things we do for um for a living mm -hmm. because that's yeah. like a real job i don't know yeah. you know what i mean maybe yeah. not i absolutely like, know what you mean <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> i right now right now i'm working as a nanny for like a six-year-old kid um and it's awesome and i think that's another thing that i like was like oh i'm, I'm i don't want to do childcare. I don't want to like do this. I want to focus on my music, but like, this is the most fun ever. And we are like, I don't know. It's, it's really rewarding to watch her grow and her be a human being. And you know, that's kind of a like into left field, but like, that's something that I'm just like following right now. Cause she, her family needs that help right now versus yeah. me needing to be in a music program virtually like <laughs> yeah easier route easier route <laughs> you know like it's okay the timeline doesn't have to be what you thought it would be hmm. 
That's good. I'm yeah. I've been wondering what different people are doing. Uh, I I mean, how far are you into school? How much more you got? I have like nine credits left. I'm like a half a semester away from being done, and um, yeah. So it's I I kind of wish I like senior recitals virtually and stuff. That's a good question. Are they? They are. Wow. I've seen a few of them. Wow. I know. I mean, people are, well, yeah, people are doing everything they want to do in this pan, is in this yeah. pandemic. Everyone's, like, everyone's got to figure out a way to do what they're trying to do, you know. I feel like I need to start to, like, put a quarter in a jar every time I say pandemic. I'm really tired of saying this word. So, yeah. Well, maybe you should just play another tune then. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tune for that then. Okay. Um, we're going to play Sullivan's Hollow. Oh, great. Yeah. By, uh, Freeney's Barn Dance Band. Yeah. The one and only. Yeah. Um, I think I learned this also from, like, Rachel Rosenberg, who learned it from Bach. (laughs) (laughs) and Bach's getting a lot of air time and we recorded this on a a small EP Dan and I at Big Tone Records in Bristol that's right Uh, I I guess almost it'll be a year ago yeah a year ago in December it was fun right before Bobville alright
Yeah, yeah. She's playing all the sweetest tunes. <laughs> These are all my favorites. This was really hard to do, Cameron, to choose tunes <laughs> that I wanted. Well, you're welcome back like, anytime, and you can just choose the ones that you didn't choose next oh. time. Okay. Yeah. Watch yeah. me choose all the same ones and be like, no, right. these were the right ones. I'm going to do them all again. <laughs> different order. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do them all in the wrong keys. We'll do them all in different Or in keys. the wrong modes. Really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny. Uh, I don't think you have, I think maybe you mentioned the EP on record so far. I, I'm not actually sure. Mm. I, 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 Which my one? My interviewer brain is gone. <laughs> the so, uh, the the Christmas ah, the Christmas modal album. This one. This <laughs> yeah. so uh, this is whistle and scat's Christmas a la mode. Yeah. Uh, whistle and scat is a progressive Christmas duo slash group, I guess. Whistle and Scat is like me and Aaron, and then also Dan and Bach played on it too. So it's this uh, idea that we had to do all um, Christmas songs in the wrong modes, and it's really interesting sounding. <laughs> it's funny, it, like it doesn't really sound like Christmas music, but then it also does. Uh-huh. And I think I'm gonna never sing those songs, those Christmas songs, the same ever again i think i like the way that we did um better than the original so anyway oh i'm not gonna i'm gonna so you did them in the right modes yeah exactly yes. <laughs> you're now you you've got it uh yeah we did them in we did all the modes of like limb dapple so none of the like all i don't know it's hard to this is such a rabbit hey, hole hey me <laughs> I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole a little bit just so that people feel included who don't know what their modes are, who aren't, you know, thousands of dollars in debt for music education and degrees, you know, like, what's... What? what? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the modes. Um, We started at Lydian, which is some, some will say the brightest mode because it has... No flat pitches. It's in fact has one sharped pitch. La 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 And then there's and then there's Ionian, which is the your major. And then classic major scale. Yeah, classic major scale. And then there's Mixolydian, which is like jazz <laughs> well that one's the all jazz of them one. it's like the dominant one like anytime you play uh like the five seven uh like with a flat flat seven right like then it's a then it's a in a mixo chord well it's, it's also very common in old time right mixolydian, because lots sure. of old time tunes are in mixolydian uh along with like other like i mean people call old time tunes like modal tune but that is a very that's like vague as hell. Like the, it could be like more specific, but that's then you'd yeah, be showing it, your nerd. Kind of means so something like, else. And then <laughs> if you if you actually nerd out about it with most old time musicians, they'll get mad. I know, I know. And then they feel attacked, and it's like, no, this is awesome. What's going on? So let's see. We got to Mixolydian, and then there's 
um, Dorian, which is like minor, but it has a major six in it. So it's also a very common tune uh, mode. And slowly we're getting darker. So now yeah. we're in Aeolian, Lim Da, which is... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Lim Da. Uh, Aeolian is like minor. And then uh, Phrygian is minor, but you have a flat second note. So la, 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 la. And I have a really funny song. That is in Phrygian. That's very short. And it goes. Benji met the bear. The bear met Benji. The bear was bulgy. The bulge was Benji. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, so that sentiment. That's that's what Phrygian is all about. That's right? And then you thought it couldn't yeah. get any weirder. But then there's Locrian. And Locrian has a flat five. So like. People often don't even consider Locrian to be, like, music. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But um, uh, my, my music theory teacher, my AP music theory teacher in high school told us that in ancient Greece, they would play music in Locrian for uh, soldiers before they went into battle. And I'm pretty sure it, <laughs> that was absolute bullshit. And I think he was just making stuff up all the time. You know, but that brings up a really interesting point, which is that modes come from subsets of like like villages. Like there were there were Aeolians, there were Dorians, there were Phrygians, there were Ionians. So like, and I think they were all around Greece. So maybe they did do that. Like, yeah, maybe the Locrians. The Locrians maybe were like the Locrians were like some crazy, <laughs> crazy dudes. crazy scary people. So yeah, the whole idea is that like we're gonna get canceled. We're okay. gonna get canceled. Sorry. <laughs> all the Locrians are gonna come for us. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like, gonna this, this is out. this is discrimination. <laughs> How dare you? Um, yeah, it was a really fun project, and it was really nice to have something be, like, so experimental, because I feel like, you know, when you make music, also, well, also, like, Aaron is, Aaron Allwell is really fun to make music with, because he's, yeah. like, he's, like, uh... Because he's in, fun. Yeah, because he's fun. <laughs> Basically, like, the the concept of, like, yes and in, a, in improv comedy or pretend play if you have children <laughs> like yeah. is like yes we are doing this and also this and also yes like just like it's basically like gassing someone up right he's yeah he's just really good for that and he's always he's like, down would it help if i play the trombone with my knees <laughs> and the answer is like yeah yeah so um anyway that's it's this this ep <laughs> I, with all that said this EP speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all should just go check it out. It's, it's I love it. It's I love that Let It Snow in Lydian. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> it takes effort to do that because it's so... That's the thing is these these songs are so like embedded in our like subconscious that when you 
mess with them. <laughs> it's very moving. It is moving. Yeah. Thank, uh, thank moving you. To what end? I don't necessarily know, but it has an effect. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Also, like, we just ended up getting really good at make modal stuff like we actually like it became easier and easier because we who no one ever practices this because i I don't know my dad i was talking to him about this and he's like why are you making this project we're like (laughs) no that's the wrong question no why did you say why aren't you making yeah, this why aren't project? you make yeah Dad. i was like i was gonna ask you to you know i don't know no never mind i don't i don't think my i mean i he my dad would do anything when it comes to like playing music with me but i think he would have been like no <laughs> but thanks he would be like thanks but no, no yeah thanks. yeah so it was just nice to have a thing to do that wasn't so serious and like yeah. that we could enjoy. Yeah. Are you going to do that RN tune? And that tune's going to be the bonus track, right? Yeah. Okay, great. What do you what do you all want to play next? <sighs> Bug in the Taters and I'll tune before before This is the one that I don't think I know. I don't think I know Bug in the Taters. It's like Ragtime Annie but like so much better. <laughs> wow. It's a four-part tune. But the parts are short. And it was on the wait. Dumpster Debbie. It was on Dumpster Debbie. Oh, so we recorded it with Dumpster we Debbie. Can, we can segue into talking about Deb. Deb is... Deb is a... Deb is a... I will talk about it. Here. Yeah, Thanks. we should talk about Deb. <laughs> That's yeah. usually where plugs go, but I think we should just talk about Deb Sheebish. <laughs> 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 we just plug her. We should be like, all right, and now we're going to talk about Dumpster Debbie. We'd like to take this moment to thank all of the wonderful Debs we know. You <laughs> yeah. know who you are, Deb Sheepish. <laughs> anyway, okay, we ready. Great. All right. Bugs. Let's all right, Bugs. All right, Bugging taters. the taters. <laughs> I'm Bugs. He's taters. The two genders. Hmm? I just... I just said the two genders. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Sorry. It's very distracting, Cameron. <laughs> way to way to be promoting the binary. <laughs> okay.
That's great. Thoughts and then haters. That is ragtime, Annie, with the glow up. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. <laughs> glow up! Yeah! Yeah, that's from the Hillbillies and Al Hopkins and the Buckle Busters. The Buckle Busters. Buckle Busters. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my buckle. Yeah, dude. Best names. Where do we where do we go to make sure that we can hear more of your music in the future? Well, um, we and to hear more of your mu- music from your past. <laughs> but yeah, it's all well. Yeah, a lot of it is in the past right now, and in the future there will be more. Um, okay. So we, I have a website. It's sophiewellington.com. Hmm. and uh, there you will find information about myself and about projects that I've either been I'm actually right now it's all stuff that I've been on or groups that I'm in and um but there might be some solo stuff coming out great this year I'm excited about do you have um do you do social media things as well that people should follow you on like official officially yeah sure I mean like I, I I don't I don't think I'd ever describe myself as official, but like <laughs> yes. So if you look up Sophie Wellington on yeah. Facebook, I have a page. Okay. Uh, and Sounds you can follow official. me on that. And I'm I will now that I told you about it, post a little more on it. <laughs> Back to your corner. Sorry. <laughs> I know, man. And uh, and then I have an Instagram account also that's just I think that one is. Oh, this is so nerdy. I think it's Sophie May, like the solfege syllables, like Sophie May. Because <laughs> that's it. that's my middle uh, name is May. So yeah, I love chromatic solfege. Well, there you it's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we already talked to them about modes. We don't need to t- drag them through the mud. So, yeah. Solfege is it, is it spelled S O L? F I M E? I don't even know how to spell those chromatic solfege syllables. Yeah. So, I mean, that it? it depends on if you're like a soul person or a so person. I was I was never a soul person, so I, it's so. <sighs> Guys, <Great>. sorry. <laughs> so, S O F I M E. Right. Is your Instagram. That's my Instagram handle. <laughs> um,. I'm going to put a soul versus so poll. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. (laughs) uh, For this episode. And everyone's just going to be like, the third option, what? Hash it out in the comments. (laughs) Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. um, Well, that that track or that tune, Bug in the Taters, is off of, I guess, one of the more, like, major projects. Uh, It was Dan and I were both part of. Of the last couple years. Of the last couple years you know of my young life (laughs) the the only things i've done uh yeah there we're both members of dumpster debbie which is a an old-time trash band collective yeah basically we just like we love the swamp and we met in the swamp and you're you're of course talking about the clifftop swamp well actually no, or a different swamp. I'm. I, we didn't. Yeah, a different swamp. <laughs> different, different swamp. Different. Well, I mean, we. So we formed an old tone music festival in New York. Oh. I can't remember where in New York that happens. Um, but 
Yes. And um, we it was for the band contest. And that band is made up of uh, Mike Harmon and Zach Meyer of Grain Thief, who are also in the false positive. See, I told you, recycling. <laughs> We're recycling. Yeah. Um, and Dan Bowie's in the and me. false positive. But also we've got and some we, people from around the country, too. Well, we've got... <laughs> We got Andrew Stearns plays guitar. I think yeah. he's from Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, sorry, Andrew. And uh, Hawken Oyen, who's. Yeah. Yeah, he's. That's enough. <laughs> he, you he plays know fiddle, but also rocks the uh, banjo uke. He rocks in, it. In the version of Bug and the Taters. That, in, that's yeah. In the recorded version. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, I believe future guest of the show, Adam Smith, plays. Uh, also, wash tub. Yes. yes, he does. He's never. <laughs> he, he has an open invitation to come do a wash tub episode. And he he always like brings it up as a joke. I was like, I don't. This is not funny to me. I want you to do it, <laughs> Adam. You'd better. I'm talking to you, Adam. You'd better get your butt over to get up in the cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a band assignment. Or else. Or else you're out of dumpster Debbie. <laughs> Just get. Oh no. my god. Ultimatum no. drama. Delivered the, the, the ultimatum. So wait, did we get to everybody in the band? Sorry, I interrupted. I think you. so. Yeah, that's everybody. Well Deb Shebish. Right. Deb Deb Shebish and any other Debbie is an And Deb Justice. And Deb Justice. And Deb Wildman. And yeah, and Deb Wildman. <laughs> You're all honorary love lovely members of my band and my heart. <laughs> um the Deb's. the thing yeah. What Let's were you going to say? Him. No, I just wanted to say Debs are good. Yeah. Yeah. We love Debs. Debs are yeah. Cute. Yeah, we uh we had some plans to do some cool stuff and then uh those plans were stolen from us. Uh-huh. <laughs> <How come? laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks so much for giving up a part of your Friday evening to do this. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. I've been looking forward to this for the two Aww. weeks that we've been planning it. Yeah. And Great. also since before that, I was excited about maybe doing one. Awesome. I'm so- <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, what do you want to do for this last tune? Um, we thought we'd do a tune called Granddad's Favorite. It's an Ernie Carpenter tune. And I love Granddad's favorite. Me too. I learned this one from uh, Bruce Molsky, who I studied with at Berkeley. Um, a bunch. The granddad of all time music. Yeah, Grandpa, Grandpa Bruce. Yeah. We. Oh, I just love it. I love him so much. I'm really. That's probably. I mean, like school is really awesome, but I think the thing I miss most about school is my lessons with Bruce. Because, like, it's such a gem at a university or at a college like that. You yeah. know, like, how often can you just like, hang out with a old time guru?
Visit Sophie Wellington's website, sophiewellington.com, to check out her many musical projects, buy her albums, ask for lessons, and if you're the booking type, hire her for workshops and performances. You can also follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Links for all of that are in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional banjo series. And check the show notes for links to my February banjo workshops the next two Sundays. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. <laughs>